You're listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Watch Mojo, where today we'll count down our top ten. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Welcome back to Two Sons of Tatooine, where we also do lots of top ten lists today. <laughs> But we will not be doing a top ten list for you. But it is I'm not this day. <laughs> but what? But it is not this day. It is not this day. <laughs> this day, we have content. And that content, we will get to in a moment. But first off, I am one of your hosts, Nathan, a.k.a. NP Bro. <clears throat> and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Jonathan Cohn. We would like to thank you for listening. And we'd like to encourage you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes and follow our Facebook page, Two Sons of Tatooine, for all of our future updates. In today's episode, we will be reviewing and just discussing overall everything about the campaign from 2017 Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, if you may call it a campaign. Uh, we will be discussing <laughs> oh. the, ca- the gameplay, Shots characters, fired. levels, and all of the references to start us off though Jonathan yes I did shots fired a little bit um <clears throat> I uh I'm I have thoughts you have thoughts let's start off by just giving some overall impressions about the campaign and what do you remember about the campaign when you played it well first of all apparently you don't need to tell your thoughts because we already know it gosh no 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 <laughs> I didn't reveal my thoughts I just gave you that was a uh, <clears throat> I really did. I really well, did. first, I'll set up the context. Overall, it's comment about how short a, it might have been. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a fine, it's a fine game, f- pretty fun. Um, in the in, in the context of what was happening, so back in 2015, which was like the one of the best times to be a Star Wars fan because you had so much happening. You had the first Star Wars movie in years. You had books coming out, comics. You had T- Rebels, which was amazing. You were in season two of Rebels and season. Uh, gearing up for season three. We had all this stuff happening. And mm. then we had a new video game, a new Battlefront is coming out, and the effects look amazing, and it's just epic, and we're just like, yeah. And then they release, oh, it's not going to be a um, um, uh, a campaign. It's just multiplayer. Uh, oh, well, maybe the multiplayer will be fun enough. It'll keep people busy, right? And then... It's not. It's only four levels. And you're just like, what? That's it? And then they will say, well, we're going to have more levels, but you have to pay for them another $20 uh, or $15, whatever it was. And I'm like, I get one new map and I have to pay like $15 for it. That's like, that's like I should be getting a whole new game with a storyline mm. for that. And man, did EA get crap for that, as they should have. It was a terrible mistake. Partially, now, this is why EA suffered from the same problem that the sequels had, which was that Disney and Lucasfilm were told, or or rather the executives at Disney had a date. You must have the video game out in, uh, like, November and the movie out in December. So of 2015. So they had to get it all out there quickly. They had to be really quick about it. So they didn't have the time to develop as much. Um, and mm. they, they, they rightly, specifically with the video game, took a lock of flack. Then fast forward, they realize their mistake and they say, all right, we're going to have a, a storyline in the second Battlefront 2. And they started releasing tidbits 
um, which was good. And we get the game. And it does have a campaign, which is kind of fun. But Mm -hmm. while solving one mistake, they went back and caused a whole bunch more. Because they solved the problem of the levels. New levels or new additions to the game. I'm not a gamer, so I don't know the terms. Uh, mm-hmm. New ga- additions didn't cost, which was good because I paid money $60 for the game. I should get everything that the game comes with, even if you're releasing it later. And then they announced the loot crates, which was so mm. controversial. And, like, man, that was big because <laughs> they first they announced the loot crates and it happened for like a week or two. And then the fan backlash was so big. That they said, all right, we're yeah. taking it out. And then the people who had paid money were like, hey, what, what, what's happening? <laughs> what about us? We, what about us? We paid money. So it's it, they, they just got whacked on both sides for that. Oh, and gosh. as far as I know, they fixed the problems with for Jedi Fallen Order. I don't really think there is much of a multiplayer on that. But uh, there there's a good storyline, a long storyline on that, and they don't have the... A, it doesn't cost for additions. And I think Squadrons is the same. There is multiplayer on that, but I don't think it costs um, uh, costs money. I just got sta- uh, Squadrons, even Ooh. though I have not started it. I bought it last night because it's on sale on Ooh. Steam right now for 20 bucks. Yeah. So um, That's you might nice. want to check it out if you haven't played Have you played it yet? No. My, my, okay. my roommate did get it initially, and then uh, he just hasn't been able to play it. He actually has the VR technology stuff, um, Ooh, which is well, pretty cool. But uh, and you guys can look forward to a review and uh, Trent probably because he's played it mm-hmm. and maybe some other. Good. I don't know. But once I've played it at some point, we'll get to it on the channel here and and talk more about that one. But today, obviously, Battlefront 2. Yeah. Um, and I interrupted your thought. I apologize. Oh, it was, it was OK. So the so they, they've seemed to be learning from their mistakes. EA has. But going mm-hmm. going back to this, uh, we are specifically going to be talking about the storyline. The reason mm-hmm. I can't speak to the multiplayer is because I was physically not able to play multiplayer back when I got the game. Because, uh, of course, I, in, in our house, we didn't have the bandwidth on our um, uh, Wi-Fi to be able to, to do multiplayer online gaming. Mm-hmm. So I could only do games that were, um, you know, within the system that, that didn't use Wi-Fi. So mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to play it. I've seen some videos online, and they look quite fun. It looks quite similar to the, the, the way the gameplay works for the, the levels. So we'll be focusing on the story. I really don't think the story is that impressive as a whole. It's a bit predictable. And mm-hmm. um, I, I did feel initially when I completed it, like, that's it. Um, I know there have been a few additional small stories added towards the end that I haven't been mm-hmm. able to play, but I've read about. Um, but yeah, he's in the tier of, for one thing, I'm just not a gamer, so games aren't as impactful to me. But then again, I am a story driven person. That's why I like books right. so much because it's lots of story. Right. And I just was felt that's okay. It's good, but not great. And for that reason, I feel like our review today is going to focus less so on the gameplay aspects yeah. and even the game as a whole, but more so on how do they design the story content, mm-hmm. the Star Wars narrative within this game to entertain us as a player? Uh, for those people who are interested in learning to play the game, sure, but also and having fun, but mm-hmm. also mainly uh, a new story and where does it where does it take you and what what yeah. new things 
interactions and things like that are important to the characters that we know. And uh, so the questions may center around that somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, anyway, You just the, finished the, the game recently, didn't you? I only played it about a month ago month and a half ago i think wow. for the very first time and it 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 had taken me so long for one particular reason is that battlefront 2 has always been uh, a multiplayer game mm-hmm. it's always been known for that and i played a ton out of it on the ps2 with my younger brothers back in the day oh yeah um, mm-hmm. multiplayer madness especially with the with the the jedi versus sith mode on mm-hmm. on tatooine mm-hmm. and uh just if hours and hours of of talking uh, talking smack to each other, and you know, <coughs> running around with like with you know Darth Maul, especially mm-hmm. going in the canteen oh, and yeah. whatnot. It, we had I would great say times. That, that that Battlefront Two game is probably one of the games that I have the most appreciation for because I've played it so much. I do have that old original one on the PS2, and I, it's the only game for PS2 I have. It's the only reason I haven't thrown out my PS2 because it's mm. such an awesome game. Um, uh, my only wish is that they had made every level compatible for the for the Jedi versus Sith thing. Yeah. I think that would have been awesome, which they I didn't kept, do. I kept – it's the same thing I was yeah, wondering same was thing when I was younger age. Yeah. I think they have the and, technology. They could update it or something. Like if we could just get a like a PS4 version of the PS2 game, but like <laughs> updated graphics, updated everything, I think that would actually sell quite well. And I think it would be a quite interesting experiment. Um, I know I think Disney's, mods are probably the uh, the way to go yeah, with mods. that. But Lucasfilm's probably a bit hesitant on releasing legend stuff unnecessarily. They do it occasionally with comics. They do a, like a bind up of the, some of the old comics, but I think they're hesitant mm-hmm. about doing that because they don't want to confuse people, um, which makes sense. But so your your thoughts will probably be more fresh on this than mine because mine were back in November 2017, and yours were more. Um, uh, this this past month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently. Well, let me just start off by saying that my appetites in the Star Wars universe and really in games in general are more towards I, I would say the single story content, mm-hmm. single player adventures yep. that are very much in the style of Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. That game was exactly what I had been looking for, and it filled a hole that had been. And I feel like this is an important thing to note. The last real entry that we got of a character where you played as a Jedi wielding force user uh, in a, in a main campaign had been, we're talking about with Galen Merrick in the force unleashed. Mm -hmm. I think that released in 2009, maybe eight. Yeah. Um, And then I think the, um, the force unleashed two, which many people probably would, would not even consider it. It was a shorter game. It really felt more like it was DLC to mm-hmm. <laughs> the Force Unleashed than yeah. anything else. Um, even though the combat was fun and the story was kind of uh, glossed over, but those co- we're talking about a gap of almost ten years mm-hmm. that EIA, EA held the rights and did not give us anything from there until Jedi Fallen Order. That's yeah. it, um, mm-hmm. and. And I was almost going to say Battlefront because you get a few levels in this campaign where you get to control a Force user. Yeah. Um, but it's so small, I, I just don't feel like I can, I can count that. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's the issue that I have is that why did it take them so long in between? And did they not realize that this is what 
a majority of the fan base would be is interested to play is narrative content and a single player story. And I know that money wise that they make a lot of money from the multiplayer aspects and, Mm -hmm. you know, they were really focused on the loot crates, which that, that, that whole story that of of their image, like EA as a company might have been one of the top two or three most hated, like not Mm -hmm. video game companies, but just companies Companies, Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) around this time. Like, Every meme website that I would open up would be just nothing but like, oh, you can't unlock the rest of the food on your plate unless you pay, <laughs> unless you pay for this DLC, you know. <laughs> like, it's a it good point. The, <clears throat> it's like, do you want to E8 your food? <laughs> anyway, anyway, memes like that. I don't remember that with the details, but I just remember that this company was under a lot of scrutiny. And, and they've really, um, not only with this, like this game right now, has so transformed and we're talking quality of life improvements and and everything that it's not even a recognizable really thing from from its initial release and the status mm-hmm. that it is now um and that that's that's a good thing yeah. but it, it it shows so much they've taken to to, to make it better yeah. well they did not really do anything new with the story no that I don't think there was no, there may be a DLC that I haven't played yet. I think there might be actually, so I was reading that there that was ha- one with the daughter, um, that came out back in 2018 or 2019, um, uh, with, uh, with Z Hey Versio, the, the daughter of Aiden that came out in, and, and you see Aiden or Aiden Versio is like an older, um, older woman. Okay. In that DLC, yes. I never played it, but I saw some clips from it. Um, and then I believe there was one after that, but I don't don't remember it well. Okay. Well, let me. Uh, I guess it's time to to kind of get into this game. Um, I started out not having touched the game whatsoever, mm-hmm. and e- expecting this to to you know be like a tutorial, just somewhat. Um, and to a to a degree, it was the first the first level was somewhat instructive, but. Yeah. Um, I was not familiar with the mechanics at all, and and it, for that reason, um, I was more focused on that than I was the story, which I wish, I, I think the story was good there, um, but I was being asked to really focus at two things at once, and I, the pacing, that I think the number one thing that this suffers from, obviously, is, is poor pacing, yeah. and... And there's not, there's really not much to it. There's not much length to it. We already, we already kind of know that. I think... I think it took maybe six hours to beat all of it, maybe seven. Yeah, but, not, not much. But I, I struggled on some levels. Yeah, and to, I died a lot. <laughs> I died mm-hmm. a lot. So I think I think some pe- some players are able to get through this in four hours. But yeah, your main character that you start out and the promise that they gave us with this DLC was um, you're going to get to play with a unique perspective of an imperial agent, like mm-hmm. an, an elite trained special ops top of the class everything is kind of a jack of all trades this is what the empire emperor empire is capable of it you know somebody that is part spy mm-hmm. part war hero part general part expert star pilot and you know also ruthless um you know tactical everything that you would expect out of the empire plus all of that advanced training so mm-hmm. um Really, really something that I was excited to do. Yeah. Right? And I would have 
I would have been much more happy with this had I gotten two or three extra hours playing as her early on. Yes, would you, absolutely. Would you not have agreed? I, so I love redemption stories, and I love bad guys becoming good. But there's a thing where you have promises and payoffs, and this story promised what you talked about and didn't pay off that. You get, like, I think it's, like, two, maybe three levels with Aiden as a villain. Mm-hmm. And then she or becomes... an Imperial. Imperial. And then she be- turns and becomes a, a rebel. Spoilers, by the way. Um, this yeah, game's been out for, like, three, four, three and a half years. Anyway. Um, so there's... Um, uh, there, there's not much time at the beginning. And so when it, when it makes the turn... You're okay with it in the sense that, you know, you want to re- cheer for the, the rebels because that's what you're naturally geared to. But at the same time, you're like, really? That's not the kind of game I was wanting to play. Um, uh, and, you know, those books or, or comics or something where that happens, um, you know, those are really popular. And I think they said, ah, see, these, these books, comics, TV shows bad guy to good guy, those are doing well. Let's just do that story. So they thought they would, by osmosis, do well because they were doing the same type of story that everyone had liked before, but it was overdone, and then you have the fact that it was, um, uh, that it was so short, what we, what we mm-hmm. got of the villain, of her villainess. Um, so that was a bit disappointing, I'd say. Um, uh, but it was, you know, the gameplay is still fun, I would say. You know, I think uh, most of the time you're playing is uh, Aiden Versio for most of the game. And I think that the gameplay with her is pretty good. Not as much as I thought because of, you get these interlude levels where mm-hmm. you play as different heroes. And it's yeah. mainly just giving you a taste of of some of the Jedi mm-hmm. and even Lando you play as. Yeah. Um, and those were all fun um leia but i would have actually preferred to stay as Aiden the whole time i would have i would now if i got to do those like give me a mission where the two of them are together and Mm -hmm. i can control either one yeah that or something like that yeah that but um yeah uh here's here's something let me critique the story just a little bit at the beginning um, when you've got a character like this, that and from the from the get go, she's painted as just, and I, I guess ruthless or mm-hmm. or or just very uh, devoted, very like highly trained and devoted is a great word. She is not somebody that you expect when you first see her to. I think it was three missions, three yeah. up, three missions in something like that defect mm-hmm. and not just and, defect but like turn like she didn't just she didn't just leave the empire she fought against the empire on like yeah. the minute that she turned and in terms of in-universe time that had passed we're only talking a very short time after the fall of the death star yeah that that's what happened mm-hmm. and uh while it's great that we got to pr- like the perspective I loved the perspective that we got of what did the Imperials think when the Death Star was destroyed and those mm. that were able to see it. Yeah. And they're just like, this is never going to happen. They have no shot. And then it actually happens. And what happens to the Empire next? Well, those were all great things. We could have we could have really in- explored some more if, if they were mm. going to do a better job at this. But I still feel like the, that character transformation <clears throat> strikes a lot of people as very sudden. Yeah. And it does not pay 
any kind of uh, diligence for the the character that it developed. That wasn't that didn't do do her justice. Yeah, and um, as as you go along, you know, we, we were talking about where it gets to her turn in that lead up and in the subsequent levels. The one thing that this game does do well is references. Oh my goodness, there are so many references. I mm. loved it when it came out, and since then there have been a lot of references since. Um, for instance, you know the Battle of Naboo, where they're in, like, where they're above Naboo in the ships. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That entire level, it, the character's dialogue, word for word, is from the Shattered Empire comic. It's literally the Shattered Empire comic that you're seeing. Um, it's really fun. Uh, I was so excited to see that. Uh, in, wow. in the Shattered Empire, you see that. That scene in the sky, in the in space, um, f- that that level is from a comic, and then the mo- majority of the the comic, that particular issue, I should say, focuses on the queen of Naboo, um, uh, that Leia and um, uh, other other characters have gone to to res to rescue and spirit her out of there, um, and so then the game fo- changes focus, and you play as Leia um, on Naboo. Uh, and it mm-hmm. you know fits in well, and then of course you have ja- the Battle of Jakku, which has references to Lost Stars and to Aftermath in it, and the whole game also has a lot of references to, um, uh, like the the Alphabet Squadron books and to the Aftermath novels, and then of course you have the Sentinel, which I think we'll talk about in a minute. The Sentinel originated in the Shattered Empire comic. Um, that's where they created the designs. So they just took the design and planted it in the game, and it worked really well, um, as the entire story for Operation Cinder originated mm. with, that, with that comic. And so they just... So what, what this game does is you have different, you know, you're getting the, the Empire side in this game, theoretically the Empire side turned rebellion. <clears throat> then you also have, you know, Shattered Empire is about the rebel characters. Then you have the pilots, which is told in the uh, Aftermath books. Oh, sorry, in the, in the um, uh, Alphabet Squadron books. Then you have just, like, the general people, what they're reacting to. That's Aftermath. So you put them all together, and you get this really complete story. But any one of them, you are left wanting. And mm-hmm. so it can, on their own, each one can kind of be disappointing because you don't get to see everything. But if you've read all of them, played all of them, it does work really seamlessly. It shows the story group's strength, that they're able to take all this multimedia and make it flow really well. And so this mm. flows really well with all the canon that we've had about uh, Operation Cinder. Mm. Well, that's all interesting, the ties. I know those are so important for, for you, but in, mm. in a lot of people who aren't going to read those, they're going to they're gonna get an introduction through, through this, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to give them somewhat of a, of a look into it. Yeah. Um, uh, some other pros. I I know we we talked a little bit about the cons, but the I I really liked one one particular thing was that um, this game was immersive, mm-hmm. and even though it it's a lot of the times skipped around when it shouldn't have and and things like this I, 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 overall pacing problems. I loved that I was able to get in my starship right after a mission and yeah. just. Go without a loading screen right up into the sky, 
over, over where I ju- like a world mm-hmm. that I'd just been walking around fighting on, yeah. and do this multiple times, just getting into an assault vehicle mm-hmm. or a, or a Tie Fighter or yeah. an X Wing, and you just take off and go, and there's a battle right ahead yeah. or above you, and you're you know you're just going from there to a ship to to even to docking mm-hmm. above a um, and. That's a mechanic that you wouldn't have gotten, I don't think, apart from it being a Battlefront game where that's important. Yeah. Um, where they're going to act, because they introduced that obviously in the multiplayer stuff, but um, that was really that was really good. And, and I think that adds, like I said, the immersion on a level that we hadn't seen before in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And that adds a cool factor that is, that is worth playing. Yeah. I just wish that that was something, because if this had been a single player a game that was designed around that. Yeah. If it was designed 50% single player, 50% multiplayer instead of like 90% multiplayer, 10% single mm-hmm. player, um, <clears throat> we could have gotten, I think a truly special story content that would make yeah. people go back and replay this game. And then while, when they're done with it, they'll, they'll stick yeah. with it and keep mm-hmm. playing the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it runs the risk of some people finish the single player and they're like, wait, was that it? Well, I guess they want me to play the multiplayer now, but I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, I exactly. kind of don't want to. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, and I, and I, 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 it seems like that might have been the case for you. Uh, I felt a little bit that way, but I also had been distracted because a friend offered me to uh, borrow their PS4 and play uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, oh. which I had not gotten to play yet, so that's what I did instead. <laughs> of uh, in, Instead of messing around with multiplayer. I do plan on messing around more with the Battlefront 2 multiplayer. I have um, heard good things about the multiplayer of it, though. Like, I have, like, people really do like yeah. it. And it has, and it, what, one thing that makes the multiplayer great is it covers a lot of eras. Like, you have yes. the Clone Wars represented yes, well. That, and then you once have they the, brought that in, mm-hmm. I heard that people lost their minds. They're like, yeah. getting to play as Anakin and, and having Obi-Wan just running around yeah. the battlefield mm-hmm. and all these clones, commanders that we know. I'm like oh, Bringing yes. in the, the Clone Wars voice actors to yes. do some of their, their, their voices for it. Um, which, I should say... James the, Arnold Tainer is, is their Obi-Wan in this game, yep. isn't he? Mm, James yeah. Arnold Taylor, he's in it. Um, I think Matt Lanter is also in it. Of Matt course, Lanter. they got Matthew Wood to play Grievous. Because he always plays Grievous. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but I would like, speaking of the, the, the voice actors, the gal that they got to play Aiden Versio, Gina, Jan, I'll, I'll get it right, Janina Gavankar. There it is. Janina Gavankar. She is such a fun uh, individual in real life. Um, uh, I have watched like interviews with her and she just is like so excited about Star Wars. She basically, by the way, she looks just like her character in the game. <laughs> um, kind of like, oh, uh, did they, did yeah. she do voice capture and, and motion capture? yeah, she, yeah, they did do motion capture for the game. Kind of like, um, okay. uh, what, what Galen Merrick looks a ton like, uh, Sam Witwer, uh, well, same, yeah. same, same, same thing there. Um, uh, and she's. She's just real bubbly. She's she's been in a lot of small projects, um, and she loved the game so much, like being involved with it, that she said, "Is there anything else I can do? I just love this." And they said, "Well, we're doing this book that's like a prequel novel, which, by the way, is a fantastic book, and I think you'd enjoy it, knowing your likes and dislikes and what you wanted from the game, um, mm-hmm. uh, a prequel novel." And she said, "Oh, awesome! Can I read it?" And they're like, "Um." Sure. And she read it. She loved it. And then she said, can I do the audiobook?" And they were like, 
that's awesome. Like we don't have to get an audiobook narrator. And they used her for the marketing, which made the mm. audiobook go well. And th- usually the way this works is they approach an actor and they say, Hey, we can you do this audiobook for us? And they either have to shell out a lot of money for the actor or the actor just turns it down. This was an example where she, they weren't planning on getting her for it, but she mm-hmm. was so excited. That she they, wanted to, yeah. That she wanted to do it. And I'm like, that is the type of actor I want in my Star Wars. Like, we've talked about this before. The people who, who are just doing it for the paycheck and the people who genuinely love being in it. And you don't have are we, to. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Go, you go ahead and continue because. Okay. You were, you were close to the end of your thought. That's why yeah. I, I was going con- oh, okay. to take it from there. Okay. I was going to say that, you know, you, have, you can be an actor who who is just doing it for the money. And if you do a good job acting, that's okay. But if you can be a good actor and love the Star Wars stuff you're doing, I'm like, get that Mm -hmm. person because I enjoy hanging out with that person or watching their interviews and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. right. So, so not Harrison Ford, not Harrison (laughs) Ford. No, I don't. I I know he's a good Um, actor, but I'm just, every time I see him in interviews, he's just like, uh, just give me a million dollars and I'll do this thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go smoke weed. <laughs> and crash a plane. Um, <laughs> the thing about, um, and I don't know the name of her. Uh, you, you, you mentioned earlier, I don't Jenny actually Nicobon know the Carr. name of the. Well, there was a little <laughs> bit of a breakup, so I couldn't hear what you said. But, um, you know, it would be really interesting for a character like that to be somebody that could appear in uh, mm-hmm. Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, um, that, that's a good point. Um, and having she's done the, the right voice, age. The, the capture, mm-hmm. if she looks that much like the character, oh, it would be, yeah. be a chance to, uh, to do that if they decide to include. But, um, and, it, and it would make it, sense in the timeline-wise because the, you wouldn't have to worry about, like, it's not like her character's dead and we already know she's turned by the time because that's taking place five or six years after the events mm-hmm. of this game and we already know she's working for the Rebellion during this time right. frame. So it would make sense. I, you just got me excited for, for she's, Rangers. She's possibly. alive. She mm-hmm. is definitely alive still at that point. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's, let's talk about the, the faces. Uh, <laughs> I thought that the faces were really uh, well done in design, mm-hmm. except for one. And this one in, in designed me, it, or it reminded me of the bad faces in Mass Effect Andromeda, which got uber horrible critiques for it. Um, and some of the time I liked this person's face, but it was the character of Del Miko. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> and like, I liked, I liked uh, him as a character a whole lot. Uh, he was he was a ton of fun, and he had a pretty good he had a pretty good arc as far as getting to see his character develop. But mm-hmm. gosh, his face looked so different and weird in some places to me, and it looked like the <laughs> it looked like the Mass Effect problems. There was some eye issues where he he was off center on his eyes, yeah. and like his smirks looked quite off. But um, the faces were I think they were overall very good for like a video game. It wasn't stylized at mm-mm, all. Mm-mm. Not and I like the non stylized look. I think that they were able to pull it off. I think most impressive of all to me was the fact that the just ships and the scope of everything was grandiose, gorgeous, graphically uh cr- just perfectly rendered and crystal yeah. clear. There were frame rate issues like galore and I kept having to check I was like 
I've got enough RAM. I've got to get. I've got to get enough. I mean, I've got a gaming computer and it's got good 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 specs on it. And I was still having issues with it. I'm like, man, this is a shame because <clears throat> um, I would have loved to see those run at a further mm-hmm. smoother fr- frame rate. Yeah. Um, but um, the the campaign itself, beautiful, and I enjoy just seeing it so much yeah. that I was willing to forgive. And I wanted to see more. I, I wanted know. to see more. The like uh, even um, like being on Naboo. Mm-hmm. Didn't you think some of the scenery was oh, beautiful? Naboo is my favorite level in the game. I just I love Naboo. It was so they nailed it perfectly. Like they 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 got the scopes right. They got the the gameplay right. Um, uh, the look and feel of the palace and, and Naboo mm-hmm. as as a whole. Um, I, I really I really like Naboo. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I guess we can move on to talking about some of the other things. Well, one so, thing I was gonna I was gonna go back to is on the character. I can totally see why you were thinking that with Delmico, um, uh, the the face. I, I can see that. I I liked yeah. him because he seemed really just like the most normal of the three of them. Like Gideon's the most um, uh, the most like dedicated to the Empire, and Iden's the the protagonist who's got like you know. Uh, Lots of powers and lots of lots of strengths, whereas Miko's just kind of along for the ride um, mm-hmm. most of the time. I liked him. <laughs> also, you know me; I love my sappy love stories, and I didn't know if it was going to go anywhere until the end. So when it, they mm-hmm. finally kiss on Jakku, I was like, "Yes," um, <laughs> which was fun. Uh, also, it was, it was cool, were, but I, I wanted to see more of the in between. Like there just wasn't yeah. there wasn't enough in between. I agree. I yeah. think there's there's right potential for them. There's to so do much off screen that. Mm-hmm. Happened that I would, yeah. yeah. Also, the, so we know he's a bit older than uh, her. Like, so back in the the the, no, the prequel novel takes place about like a, a, right after the events of A New Hope. So it's like four years earlier, and she's supposed to be like twenty ish, and he's supposed to be like twenty five. It's 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 an age difference, but not much. And so it's maybe like five years. In this, though, it felt like he was, like, a good 10 years older than her in, in the way that they, they drew his character. And so that just, you know, it just, hmm. it just felt a bit odd that he looked so much older than he actually was. Maybe that's because the actor was a bit older. I don't know. Yeah, he, he did look a bit older. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not totally weird. I had a, yeah. a friend of mine who actually, when he was 20 or 21, he married a girl who was... 30 or 31. Oh, yeah. yeah and, our, and so it's, it's totally it's, it's not, normal. That's, that's, that in itself, itself is not but, normal. In fact, our um, co-producer, Mike, he's, uh, he's 10 years older than his wife. He's 41. She's 30. So it's like, um, you know, that, that, awesome. that makes sense. But it's just like it looked wrong from, from the game, their age difference is, is my point. Mm. Well, <clears throat> let's think about some – one of my suggestions for them, if they if – they, Really wanted to do justice into the, mm-hmm. let's just say, more level stuff. Uh, you know, there was no, obviously there was no dialogue system. There wasn't any really choices that you get to yeah. make. But I would have really liked to to have Versio convince as many stormtroopers and Imperials Ooh, as she could yeah. that they're on the wrong side. Or at least now that things are over, mm-hmm. to not lose their life for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> And a campaign or levels, a series of, of missions around that focus mm-hmm. that would be a quest for just spreading the truth and 
opening up of an avenue for them to surrender peacefully and be rehabilitated into the rebellion or the new republic or whatever is going to follow and without having to like die and obviously you would need like there would be at first well if you betray the empire you're going that's treason you're dead we're going to kill you that's mm-hmm. what the empire would do um and so that would be very very challenging from a side of a story and that would also be really really impactful to me to see characters mm. some try to escape and fail and are killed yeah. and others escape and make it and they remember their friends that are you know um yeah so that would be that would be an avenue that I would have suggested for them to explore it it felt bad to me that as a ex imperial I literally turned around and just started gunning down stormtroopers <laughs> when they had been literally like you get to walk through um, when you're on. I can't remember the name of the planet. Uh, it was an imperial base. Is that is that like Aiden's homeworld, Vardos? Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The, her homeworld is being bombarded by the Empire, yeah. and she—that's one of the main things that kind of upsets her, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, should have upset her father but his he was too old and too set in his ways but you, as you walk through and see all the forces and it feels really cool to be you're the elite special ops mm-hmm. and you're walking through and i already like i had a sense i was like i'm gonna have to fight my way out of here and i'm gonna have to kill all these guys yeah. um but you know that, that would have been a and a, she didn't have time at that particular moment to to sit there and convince everybody be like guys seriously <laughs> There's not time for that. <laughs> we can't. We can't. You know, Jedi mind trick everybody. But um, how cool would it have been for there to be a campaign about that? Um, anyway, that was just my thought to expand it. Um, certainly, you, we could have expanded more stuff around Luke and what he was actually doing. Mm-hmm. A B plot with him. That when we get cool. teased with him. Gosh, yeah. I just wanted to see what Luke was doing next. Yeah. So so badly, I wanted to see what he's doing next. And you have to remember, this was coming out in a time, November 2017. We didn't know what it was going to be like in The Last Jedi. Jedi. So the excitement level for just seeing... Because you have to remember, before this time, they had a lockdown. The writers couldn't use him. The comic people couldn't use him unless it was during... Like the original trilogy timeline, no. What after Return of the Jedi, no one could use Luke. It was mm. so locked down, and this was the first time we got it. So the theories went bonanza, and one of the theories I saw, which was hilarious, mm. especially in hindsight, was that uh, Ray was actually going to be the child of Aiden uh, Versio and Del Mico, because initially, before the movie came out, we never learned who the identity of her child um, was. And um, you, I could see Ray, you know, being their child. She has some of the facial features that Aiden has. Um, and mm-hmm. then also is you have at that one of those end scenes where you're playing as Kylo, which is a pretty scary scene. Like when you just he's running and he goes really quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Kylo's looking for Aiden and he's looking for for the child of Aiden that you now know about. And so uh, people were like, ooh, maybe that's Ray," And, of course, it wasn't. And But that was one of the fun theories I heard. I thought it was absurd but fun. Luke also had some – I know he was after stuff that was in the Emperor's vault. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was these theories that were evolving around, like, which things – like, maybe it was, like, a compass or something yeah. that, that he had found or seen. And that was going to relate to uh, a key to defeating uh, Snoke. Yeah. And – that you know, didn't go anywhere. All of these 
I mean, those those were the good. Those were really good days back when yeah. we could theorize and we could all. But anyway, and we can't again. None of those panned out. We can we can do that now that we've got Mandalorian mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> to a big degree. Although we're kind of capped with like how far they can go with that because eventually we have to get to the sequels. Yeah, that's true. but um, <laughs> they but, can uh, still do pretty big things if they just like they're like oh they're on the other side of the outer rim because it's like you have if the universe is circular you can be like all right well this the um, the the empire is here we're over here so it's like a different part of the outer rim so they could theoretically do hmm. big things there. Yeah. Um, what did you think about, I guess we can, we can really tie off Del Moco's arc, his, his death, um, oh, spoiler alert. so sad. So sad. I wish, I wish but, we could have had more with him. I w- it wasn't that bad to me. He gets killed Be- by Kylo and Gideon, which I did not like Gideon with a beard. He looked too, too, um... But he had had a full life, and he had had, what, 20 years? 20 years after, that's true. Something like that. He had 20 good years with Aiden Mm -hmm. and in the Rebellion, and he was, you know, they had a kid, and, you know, he was at least at that point, he was, like, in his 50s. Yeah. And it could be way worse than dying in your 50s after you've had a a very happy life. But um, it could be way worse than that. It could be better, but it could also be worse. I mean, nobody's going to live to be 900 like Yoda, but I'm not talking it, about that. It was good, but it could be better. It could be better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, one, the best thing the to come best out of that movie. The to come out of 1984. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. We're all in agreement. Um, we didn't really talk about um, uh, Agent Hask much, but Hask is the third, he is the third member of your kind of trio with, with Aiden Mm-hmm. And Dell and Hask. Hask is the Imperial loyalist who, after you defect, um, he stays with the Emperor. And of course, you have him as an antagonist later mm-hmm. on. Um, he really doesn't get much beyond that. Yeah, there's not much depth into it. He's just the guy that's like, he takes it personally that you, you know, betrayed the Empire, and he's he's more loyal than you. Um, it feels like there was always a rivalry between them, mm-hmm. but that. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. I think that could have been so much better had he done things to betray them, or or used personal information that he had known in the in the you know in missions that we didn't get in between years and things like that to constantly be thwarting them and doing things like that and throwing a wrench in her plans and even to possibly sow some distrust and doubt and you know release things of her doing. Uh, just imperial missions that she was supposed to do and get call question on her loyalties in the new, in the new Republic or rebels or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and he could have done so much more to build up that antagonism yeah. if they had more time. Um, and speaking of that, Lando, Lando is so, I don't, do you think that they did his character justice when they literally made him just, he was just forgiving of, of Iden right off the bat. He's like, Oh, I think you're good. I'll trust you. You know, well, and I mean, that's kind of about it. Like, Lando's the most smooth, like, eh, anyone can come back. Like, And also, Lando, if anyone's had a good redemption story, it's his, because not only did he work for the Empire, but he literally sold out his friends for the Empire and came mm. back from it. So if anyone understands the power of redemption, it's Lando. Um, and also, he's not a type of person to really hold grudges. Like, when he is like, what'd you do to my ship? In uh, uh, Empire, he's really just being funny. He doesn't like hold it against Han that much. 
um, mm-hmm. on taking the ship. He just he he's not that type of personality. Um, uh, he's he's kind of kind of like a Matthew McConaughey type personality almost in that way. Um, just kind of like well, he's, not, not he wears much. shirts more often. Is yeah. That <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we actually, by the way, do have Matthew uh, a, a character specifically based off Matthew McConaughey. In, that's um, true. Uh, in that's the true. High Republic, it's really funny. It's really funny. Um, but is it is it funny or is it just cheap? I don't know. No, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. I saw the interview where they were talking about it. the the author was talking about. Yeah. She's like. She's just. I just based that character off of Matthew McConaughey if he was a Jedi. Yeah. Um, well, he's well, not a Jedi. He's or, just a. He's just a. a is he a pilot? Yeah, he's a pilot. Whatever. Smuggler. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't say. See, in that aspect, I wouldn't say it's necessarily cheap because it would be. What would be really cheap is if they just named the character Matthew McConaughey or something like that. Like you're just like. Pfft. That's just like in Rebels, there was an episode where they had all these like kid characters and they named them after people who worked at Lucasfilm. And we were like, like Mark Matten. And if we he was were a like, Chase, he would be Mithron O'Connor. Yeah, Mithron O'Connor. <laughs> exactly. Like, if, 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 if that happened, that I would call cheap. But she does create him his own character. And I think it's more like you have to have some sort of a base for creating a character. You, I mean, even if you, like, if I start. All right, my character's gonna um, be a Caucasian female with dark hair. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna build that, and then I'll be thinking, oh, it's it's kind of like Ray, or it's kind, or like like uh, or someone. Like I'm gonna th- start building off of some form of frame of reference. It's impossible yeah. not to. So it's, you know, right. I, I don't tropes think it's are that there. Cheap. Yeah, and they just they're unavoidable. Yeah. There's there's only so many types of characters and so many types of stories. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And eventually, they uh, they blend together somewhat, but. Um, anyway, back to uh, Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, I told you there were going to be tangents here. Always. Aiden <laughs> uh, is a... She's a good protagonist. She just has an, a character arc that needed a whole lot more time mm-hmm. to develop, uh, especially in the early stages. Yeah. I've, I've, if they had sold it better yeah. with her transition being... Um, <clears throat> A little taking a little longer for the rebels to accept her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like that. I think that she should have stood, stood trial or something. Yeah, she should have. And I know they need allies, so they would, mm-hmm. you know. But but there was no consequences whatsoever. And uh, anyway, they that's what they needed to fix some of the story. And mm-hmm. then her being like I suggested earlier, her being involved in some of the imperial things. I would have. I would have gladly been you know or would have played some levels that were about like we said trying to redeem to redeem more imperials and to get more out of them safely yeah. um <clears throat> okay we can talk about the time skip but before we do let's get into just real quickly um we've got all the special characters you get to play as which is Luke, Lando, Leia and who else? Oh there's the one character who joins the squad. Well you play as Kylo. Yeah, you play Kylo. Kylo once. There's the one character, and I don't know why I'm blanking on his name because he's actually quite funny, um, both in the game and in other material. Um, he plays Han. Not you Han. You can play uh, as Han. What's his name? Oh, it's bothering me now. The um, the 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 Duros. Oh yeah, well he was great. Yeah, he was he was funny. Like I laughed at a lot of his comments throughout. I'm trying to okay. The voice actor for that character. Was um, 
somebody who's voiced a whole lot in other pro and and I'm trying to think of the other product that I've seen that he did because I've played something or seen something and he did that same type of character that's the commentary on everything and uh, it was so familiar to me it felt perfectly natural and I enjoyed him are you I guess you're looking at I'm him looking right it now. up yeah um, let me know when you find something out about him because mm-hmm. I can hear his voice in my head yeah. very clearly. Um, and I'm trying to think if it was Star Wars or maybe another um, if it would have been another media. I'm gonna, Now that's going to bother me and if you can't find it I'll have to look it up later and see. But um, I enjoyed playing as Luke the most and uh, Leia was... She was okay, but it didn't make sense for me to just for for like the characters like Leia and Han, and I know they have to like buff them up as characters that don't have the force mm-hmm. and lightsabers and give them lots of special tools and shields and things like that. But um, yeah, I I still didn't enjoy them as much because of the realism effect. I want them to be realistically balanced, mm-hmm. and I don't think that Han is on quite the level of even an Iden Versio. I think he's a great, great fighter, but, and, and maybe a better pilot possibly, but in a, in a firefight, I think that her skill set and weapons should outmatch his and Leia's too. Although Leia has the force. So she, with some degree is going to be able to, to, to evade and precognize moves and kind of strategies of just some things subconsciously as she's not been trained, but, um, it's a little more forgiving with her, but um, yeah. the balance thing of those, it it's all multiplayer. That's that's why they have those. That we get it. That's the game is there as multiplayer, and so we're pulling them in for that for that purpose. And it's just the model that's used, and it's already been pre-balanced. Um, I really would have been super happy go. to uh, to play as Vader somewhere in there, but we just didn't get to or see the Emperor or see some of that. But it was at the same time it was cool to take a take a side glance and a sidestep and see some of the leaders who were on the of playing different characters. And I had the most fun playing Kyle mm-hmm. and Luke, and I felt like Luke he he had a fun interaction. Anytime you're able to have that type of like uh, Zeb and Callus interaction where you got both yeah. at the same side. Or sorry, both both uh, both sides represented in a situation where they're both trying to survive, um, and Luke's powers and I guess they probably were were fitting for the type of enemies he had because he just did crowd control on all of these like dangerous insects and whatnot that were coming at you. That was mm-hmm. pretty fun. Um, I, yeah. I, all of all in all, the levels were beautiful. I just would have loved to explore them more. I would I wanted to walk around the ship as just fun just you know i wanted to do that kind of stuff but anyway so mm-hmm. okay so i just got i just sorry i just saw something really funny you, so the um the actor who plays um uh the, the hask oh, getting hask, hask. You didn't no find no getting hask is paul blackthorne who was the cop in arrow or Green Arrow, whatever, that, that TV show. He's, like, the main cop in that show. And Janina Gavonkar was also in Green Arrow for, like, three episodes. Um, so I just find that funny that there was that that little uh, connection. I'm seeing all these names, and some of them I recognize, and some of them I'm like, oh, wow, they were able to get this. Per-. Like, they got Gwendolyn Christie to come in uh, to voice Phasma, and they got Sam Wetware to play okay. the Emperor. I know the name. I can't believe it. It took me this long to figure it out. So, the Duros... 
It just came to me. Yeah. He plays Rollins Sedaris, I believe, in Skyrim in the in the DLC for um Ah. For the Dragon Dragonborn DLC, which is on Solstheim, ah, and that makes, you haven't played yeah. you haven't played Skyrim, but no, but I've, I've heard but about. But he's it. a character you interact with like basically every pre- playthrough, and uh, mm-hmm. because he you know he he tries to like he he gets you to he's digging and unearthing this this you know tomb with a a word wall in it anyway. You have to give him a bunch of money, and you have to come back several times. So that's his voice, and mm-hmm. I knew it was from somewhere, and that's where it is. So anybody else who's a Skyrim fan out there, uh, there we go. Uh, you're like, oh, Dead Gummit. I didn't realize that. That's the guy. And now I'm. You know yeah. how you know how it feels sometimes when you're like, you finally remember who, and especially if you didn't have to look it up because I didn't look it up. I did not look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When you're that's like, pretty oh, and you're so happy you, you've remembered something finally. So. Um, Let's just say, uh, was the storyline as a whole memorable to you? Do you remember overall some of the details that you did? I, I remember individual missions. I remember but beats. I remember b- bits and pieces of it, but it doesn't stick out as much as other things yeah. I've played. And it just, I, I just think that it was hampered by not enough. There's nothing in this story in and of itself, then I'm like, that was a bad decision. Having her ch- ch- turn to the good side is not a no. bad decision. Having Hask hold it against them is not a bad decision storyline wise. And and having, having all these battles the way they is did, a uncompromising yeah. admiral. That's not a bad decision either. Which, and by the way, we ever the fandom calls him the dadmiral. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> it's it's so funny because yeah. Anyway, that, <laughs> the I mean, it's a pun. It's, is it that funny? Is exactly. Okay. Yes. You you know me. I yeah, will. I yeah, am yeah. easily yeah. entertained by puns like that. Anyway, um, uh, the Admiral Versio is a cool character. Like all these ideas are all fantastic, but when you have such a short amount of time with them, they just don't work. That's the reason why I don't like novellas overall. Is because I feel like a novella, which is like a hundred pages, does not tell a full mm-hmm. story. You need a full novel, three to four hundred pages, to really tell everything you want to be able to mm-hmm. tell. Sometimes you make bad decisions in that, but at least you get a full story. This, it's like a novella. You really want more. And whereas Jedi Fallen Order, from what I've heard, it's more like a full length novel. You're getting a full story yeah. with that. Yeah, and that's what we needed is is the same amount of dedication to it. Mm-hmm. But EA, yeah. um, they did give us Fallen Order and uh, Fallen Order Two. It's been in the works. I don't know. Really, there haven't been any updates, but um, I will say that Fallen Order de- delivered what we're looking for, and that's that's something that they have to realize is an is an important thing. Yeah. Ten years is too long, okay? Five years is probably too long. Yeah. Every two, three years, there needs to be a single-player main campaign Star mm-hmm. Wars game, and I would say every two, three years, there probably needs to be a big multiplayer game. Just the way that they, yeah. you can do ba- battlefronts, or you can do more of something else. Um, <clears throat> as the graphics continue to improve, uh, it'll be interesting to see just what direction things go. Video games, as far as like the remake and stuff, they're like, well, the graphics of Battlefront yeah. Two look good enough for me. This new one, what is it going to offer me that's going to entertain it to it? Battlefront Eight or whatever. Um, yeah. Jo- sorry, a little back to back if we to get the future there. joke. They're like Jaws Twenty. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they weren't entirely wrong. They were a lot of Jaws movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I like Jaws movies, but the shark still looks fake. They should they should uh, never do a remake of that because then the shark will look real, and then um, and it'll scare with today's you. Today's acting and and problems with bad script writing. It'll just be a crappy movie with like good CGI, which I mean. Oh, you mean you mean you mean the Meg? Yeah, that'll be the Meg. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> that's that's basically what you just described—a bad movie with a really good uh, shark. You know, um, Deep Blue Sea. You've got Mace Windu, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson down in there, and he's like giving this speech about how we're gonna like we're gonna get off of this. Uh, undergrounds we're gonna survive and then one of these like mm-hmm. brain smart sharks just like in the middle of his like heroic speech just like snatches and completely devours Samuel L. Jackson's <gasps> character. Oh is that what the that, that commercial is based on? What of? commercial? I don't know. The the commercial that aired on the Super Bowl where he's talking about the talking to the gamers and you see all these video game characters. He's like um uh you should have good Wi-Fi speeds. And then all of a sudden, this shark just out of oh, nowhere comes and That's and just exactly eats what him. it's from, yes. And that's exactly. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty that good. Should, yeah. And he, and he says, hold on to your butts. Yeah, that should be a um, <clears throat> alternate, like an alternate version of uh, Revenge of the Sith ending where like, Instead mm. of being on unlimited power, and then a shark, <laughs> like Sidious summons a yeah. shark to eat Mace Windu right there in his office. <laughs> <laughs> That's my power of it's the, the dark it's side. The, it's, it's the how it's <laughs> it's the how it should have ended version dogs. of. Uh, it's the how it should have ended uh, shark from Jaws, <laughs> where it's just this like creepy. Hey y'all. Why don't you come down here? It's smooth. It's really nice down here in the water. I want to eat you. And you're just like creeped out by it. But that's the that's the type of shark that eats Mace Windu. I don't, I don't know if that's what I had in mind. but um. <laughs> <laughs> You were talking scary. I was thinking funny. Uh, um, well, as you can tell, we've gone on quite a few tangents. Um, do you have any other thoughts overall on the game? Uh, the um, I, I like the idea of the space battles, but the... The right and left joysticks mm-hmm. were Gameplay. a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So the controls, I'm hoping that when I play Squadrons, I'll find a more, a whole lot better to easier control system. My my first mm-hmm. experience with um, <clears throat> like a 3D Star Wars game was actually Star Wars Starfighter. Uh, that was my very oh, yeah, first yeah, yeah. PS2 game that I ever played um, and owned. Mm-hmm. And, and so that game was... Uh, that game, I guess, is no longer canon, but it, it followed a storyline no. and a whole lot of different planets and ships that were loosely based off the uh, Episode 1 models and designs and things like that. And yeah. then, and this is, this is at before Episode 2 ever came out. Um, anyway, that game in itself, I thought, had easier controls than this one did. Um, and mm-hmm. so uh, there was just, maybe maybe some of that stuff was... Uh, like the speed and the braking, they just didn't, there was no tutorial in the game about really how to use this mechanism until when you wanted it to. And it just kind of, mm-hmm. um, for the campaign anyway, it just, it just lets you figure stuff out. I, uh, overall with the, with the gameplay of the campaign, I find myself like <clears throat> dying a lot when I would do the tactic of run into a crowd, 
take everybody out, yeah. and then pre- proceed to where the, the next area, where the next crowd's supposed to be. No, because the crowd mm-hmm. would come from the next area and swarm me. So I found that my tactic was was best to like find a hallway and then run out and then get everybody to follow me in that hallway and then just once we're in confined quarters and I can't be ambushed from the back, just mow them all down. Yeah. And that's some that was the only way that I was able to beat certain places um, was doing that tactic. Um, it bothers mm. me when I'm in an open area and I peg all of the targets that I'm at, you know, every, all of my enemies, and then I'm fighting them, take them out, and then I die from somebody like a stormtrooper or something that spawns in behind mm-hmm. you or to the side of you, and you're like, no, there's nobody back there. I just looked. And if there's a hatch or something back there, they didn't certainly didn't let me go into that hatch. Like, so this mm-hmm. game suffers that from that problem, and it's irritating to me at times. So that was something that I didn't like about the campaign. Um, yeah. I don't know. The realism might have been there, but it wasn't as fun. Uh, and I died more than I should have. Um, I, yeah. what, what rating would you give the game? At least well, specifically. If you're going to give the campaign, the um, I wouldn't say higher than 5 out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say 5 out of 10. Maybe 5.5? Because it does have some good ideas. Um, I do think it is on the more... like if, if lower than 5 is unfavorable and above 5 is favorable, it's just enough favorable that I'm glad I played it. But it's not enough that I want to play it again. Well, it's short enough to where if you play it once, you're like, uh, okay, well, at least I didn't waste too much time. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, it's not a game where you get to the end and you're like, ah, I hated that. It was a, I just wanted there's, more. There's no so. moment in this where you're just like, oh, yeah, I've have to, got to go back and watch those cutscenes. Oh, I've go, I've got to go back and play that level. Oh, I've got to go back and mm. and watch that again because there's nothing that's just stick stand out. And maybe that was the yeah. that they didn't really get the the liberty to use some of the characters they wanted to. They had they mm-hmm. had big character yeah. names, Han and Leia, but they didn't do anything with them. Um, the closest thing to, uh, what I was talking about with like just world exploration was Han running around a cantina, just talking to random people and asking for some dude that he didn't know. And he's like, are you such and such guy? <laughs> I do remember that now that you talk about that. That was on, uh, uh, Maz yes, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Castle. that was cool because you, what was the name of that planet again? Uh, I used to know it. Uh, uh, Takodana. Mm. That's right. Well, you, Taco. You get to run around her cantina, which is cool. See the levels. And yeah, that that was cool. I do. I do. And then I go do out the front door and then explore the the woods around, and then even have a space battle yeah. above the mm-hmm. lake. Above the so yeah, that was cool. That was the strongest aspect of this game is the immersion, is that you get to do from yeah. point A to point B to point C, whatever. It's all included, all these different aspects of a mission, but. Um, it 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 needed a narrative that was better. It didn't need to be rushed. It needed um, probably just a lot more time to to settle in between big missions, and certainly a better mm-hmm. a better perspective on time and the flow of time and yeah. the state of the galaxy as that time passed. And giving us eras that we we did not know would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. We've we we cut yeah. right to the first order with Kylo. I would have I would have been super. Super happy to play as Kylo uh, 
or let's just say I enjoyed it, but I would have been super, super happy to play as him if it was five years, right, maybe right after he becomes Kylo Ren, just like five years before the uh, Force Awakens or something, and you're getting like brand new Kylo or something like that, or even as a kid, you know, younger, whatever. Like anything that we hadn't seen before would have been more interesting to me, and they didn't give us that. Um, what do I think that they need to do, or what do you think that they need to do with the campaign of the next battle Battlefront do uh, Battlefront game? Sorry. First of all, make it longer. Second of all, release the entire thing. Don't 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 give me a little bit and then give me a little bit and then give me, release the whole thing when you release the full game. Um, uh, make it more campaign heavy than multiplayer if you want to do a multiplayer that's fine but make your focus of the game the 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 single player and uh explore new planets i feel like they're for one it's cheaper to go to an already established planet because most of the design's already there and at the same time it's familiar and fans like the familiar but in video games i'm just kind of tired of playing on kashik I am tired of playing on mm-hmm. Endor, and I'm tired of playing on Jakku. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, can you give me something new? Give me like the, the the Vardos was really cool because I'd never seen a planet like that in a video game, at least for Star Wars. So I'm like, give me more things where you're just experimenting, doing your own thing, and I think the fans will be okay with it if you give them the good storyline along with it. So that's my uh, and then and then make that level, make that like Vardos, make that a multiplayer aspect, part of the multiplayer game. Don't just make the multiplayer only familiar planets. I think um, as an alternative to that, they could give us, I, I still think you would need to be slightly longer, but if they only wanted to do the type of mini story and maybe make it a 10 hour tops game, gameplay campaign, mm-hmm. do multiple campaigns in the same game and let us follow, Ooh, let us follow okay. characters within different eras, such as, um, uh, a clone yeah. or something that we like Ooh. playing as a clone in a clone war style battles with a Jedi general that you could occasionally control yeah. and give us a Jedi that we are yeah. not as familiar with. You let us see another mm-hmm. Jedi and something that could lead into bad batch or whatever, but, or just order 66 yeah. as a, as a whole and, and seeing how you as your character have to turn um, in that moment, that mm-hmm. that would also be something that I would want to see, and we've already talked about this recently because there's so few Jedi that we really get to know within the Clone Wars series. Yeah. We could get more development and just see the death of another one, um, but also the mission and the bonding beforehand. Anyway, that'd be an idea, or you know, some, something from each era would be cool, but. Story content like that could be drawn straight from a book and just implanted into a game, yeah. and taking the mm-hmm. mechanics of an already established, because you're you're building Battlefront Two just totally around mechanics and stuff, and taking that and putting into great stories that are already out there, and letting yeah, people no. like you Absolutely. have excitement to go and and see those events uh, rendered in a beautiful mm-hmm. engine and voice acted and played yeah. through. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Oh my gosh, you're you're making me excited for potential ideas for games. <laughs> That's good. So that that would be my so. that would be my go to idea with the uh, with the future of campaigns. Um, overall, mm-hmm. should you play this? I think if you get if you're a Star Wars fan and you get time on your hands, if you if you really want to, sure. Because I, I definitely enjoyed um, parts mm-hmm. of it. Um, 
but I don't think it's the type of thing you're going to be really excited about if you're not a Star Wars fan. You're not going to feel like this is up to the quality of other single-player campaigns. It's not like a... If you have limited money and limited time, there are many other stories I would recommend yeah. over this. Yeah. So, well, we are going to take a quick break, and when we return, we will announce our next topic for Two Sons of Captain We're back. So, Jonathan, why don't you tell everybody about the the subject uh, of the next episode we're going to do. Very excited for this because we are talking about another Star Wars book. Um, We are talking about about, uh, Thrawn Alliances. Um, Hey, you said about time for a Star Wars book. I am so happy. That that makes me so happy. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, I know... You got me to read it, so this is my second time to read... Well, no, I read... um, you all read. of well, all, almost all of Fact Five. Yeah, and I you read. I was in the second, third part. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is good. You, um, you will find out what our thoughts are on it. We're actually very mixed. We're on three ends of the spectrum on this so far. But who believes what and which which position is going to be find fun to find out. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Thrawn alliances. The uh, the Vader and Thrawn walk into a bar. That's the book. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the premise. Um, I'm excited for it. I know you've already finished it, which so good for you. And yes, you've we're already waiting on Mike to finish. Yeah, he's Mike's yes. about to finish, and I'm about to finish. So, yeah, we're excited. So, for that. well, you started way later. So. Yeah, <laughs> and you've already read it. I think you're just doing a reread. Oh yeah, I'm just doing a reread for refresh my refresh my memory. Well, um, it'll be exciting to go back and do another book with you guys and. Uh, Glad always to have Mike on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get out of here today, Jonathan, just tell everybody where the other places are that they can find us. Well, you can find us on Simplecast is our home. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play. We are on um, uh, Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Radio.com. You can find our Facebook page, uh, Two Sons of Tatooine, where apparently I do not know how to spell poo or tigger from Winnie the Pooh. I got called out on that. I'm sorry. Uh, that was a mistake. I fixed it. I did fix it pretty quick, but anyway. Um, you can find us on Facebook there. Uh, you can find my writings. I do book reviews. I, use, I do some Star Wars, and now I do Star Trek book reviews for Roku Depot. Um, that's where you can find me. But until next time, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Nathan, a.k.a. NP, bro. And thank you for listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. <laughs>